entrepreneur, CEO, and co-founder of one of my favorite brands, Miss Jessie's, is here, the one and only Miko Branch. Stay tuned. Hey guys, what's up? I am your host, Nakia Monet. Welcome back to Black Hollywood's Live Conversations With. And this is a very special Conversations Day with me because, of course, I'm from Brooklyn, as I tell you guys all the time, because that's what New Yorkers do. But I am sitting here with one of my favorite people, someone I've always admired, someone from my hometown, Miss Miko Branch. <laughs> welcome. Hey, Kia. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Welcome to L.A. I know we were talking about it's a little cold. It is unseasonably cold, but just good to see a New Yorker from Brooklyn. From Brooklyn, BK. So for those who don't know, if you've been under a rock, I don't know for how long you should come from under that rock. We're going to have this really amazing conversation with Miko. We're going to talk about Miss Jessie's, and we're going to start from the beginning for those who don't know who you and TT are. Um, So let's start from the beginning. Co-founder of Miss Jessie's, you and your sister launched this amazing brand. But where did that come from? Where did that inspiration come from? Uh, you know, Kia, long before TT and I started our brand and came to market with products, uh, we had been trained to be entre- entrepreneurs from a very early age. Our dad, Jimmy Branch, thought it was really important that we be in a position of choice, be free in our minds. He came out of the civil rights era, so he thought being an entrepreneur was the best way to do it. TT and I, no stranger to hard work. Uh, it wasn't uncommon for us to uh, have our first lemonade and Kool-Aid stand at seven and eight years old to get our first pool, understanding the value of we put hard work in, we can really enjoy the fruits of our labor. But actually, you know, hair is something that came to me uh, very easily, very naturally. Uh, I actually grew up in Queens, although I built my business in Brooklyn. (laughs) Grew up in Queens, and it wasn't uncommon for all the girls on our block to get their hair done, their first box braids, their first perm, which is a relaxer. That's what we called it back in the day. We called it a perm. Get your first hair done uh, by, get your hair do done by me. Um, So after, you know, uh, um, just trying a few things, I realized that, you know what, I'm going to do something that I love, and it was hair. Uh, but my real success didn't start until I partnered with Titi, and that's where the magic all happened. Yes, mm. and of course, for those who know your history, we know that you were raised with your grandmother as well, like most of us are, yeah. who I believe the brand was named after. So speak a little bit about grandma and growing up with her in the household and what her inspiration was to you. So Miss Jessie, uh, you know, we she was affectionately affectionately known as Miss Jessie in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, she was our grandmother. We actually called her Miss Jessie. And uh, for us, she was the first CEO that we'd ever seen. You know, she nice. ruled our family from her kitchen table. And, you know, Titi and I ran our business without formal training. We didn't go to business school. We didn't have any real formal mentors. So when it came time for us to become CEOs in our business and uh, bosses and employers, uh, we often uh, thought, what would Jessie, what would Jessie do? What would Miss Jessie do? And, uh, you know, she was a wonderful delegator, and when she told you what to do, you knew (laughs) to do it. Uh, So, you know, in that regard, she was such a wonderful influence on us. But, you know, there was another, you know, strong influence Miss Jessie had on us in that, you know, she was a wonderful cook, and you couldn't sit around Miss Jessie in her her kitchen without helping. She put all her grand 
grandkids to work. Titi and I were no strangers to it. Uh, so we had to mix. We had to smell. We had to feel. Um, we had to help. And uh, we didn't know that those skills would really serve us well when it came time for us to create, you know, Curly Pudding and Miss Jessie's when there was nothing like it in the market. Very nice. So what's that first idea like? Or what's that first conversation like between you and your sister when you guys are like hashing out a plan and you're like, you know what, we want to start a business. What is that first conversation like with two business women? Well, at the time, my sister worked in, uh, in New York City as a field re- uh, field producer for Eyewitness News, and I was working in various salons in New York, and I just always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I'm a Virgo, so I really didn't like people telling me what to do. Facts. <laughs> Virgos do not play. Yeah. So, you know, um, me being my own boss was probably the right, you know, way to go for me. And, you know, Titi was free, I was free, and uh, one day we just realized, you know, maybe we should work together. I had this aspiration to want to see my work in hair magazines, you know, places like Hype Hair and uh, uh, Black Sophisticates. And it was actually Titi, who was an excellent communicator, an excellent organizer, who called every single person. And she got me placed, you know, in media. And eventually she got me placed with Ashley Stewart. And I did hair for one week worth of work. And I made $8,000. And that was the seed money. But, you know, in terms of, like, you know, our business, we started off that way. But over time, time, you know, we just kind of formed into Miss Jessie's, you know? Key, I do a mean relaxer. I'm really known to do a really good relaxer. (laughs) But it actually wasn't until bath time with my son when uh, I was a single parent and uh, we had experienced failure in our business and I wanted to be in his life. Uh, So I would do, uh, give him baths on the fourth floor and then I would come downstairs to the second floor in our Brooklyn Brownstone. Nice to do hair, and uh, a conversation started when people started seeing my hair, and it's curly, kinky, nappy, frizzy, you know, everything all above state, and um, I knew that that was our opportunity, so that was the conversation I think you're referring to when Titi and I realized this is it, and we better jump on it. Yeah, because that's the thing, like, I know you and I had a conversation before this, and I was saying, I felt like you guys were the pioneers. There weren't a lot, and I feel like many came after you, but I know for a lot of women who wanted to go natural, it's a scary thing where you're like, I don't know what my hair's doing, our moms had us in plaits and braids and relaxers and the just for me, so I know for you, I wonder, like, did you have people coming up to you when they started to see you wear your natural hair and say, okay... What, is, what are you doing? Like, what is this? How can we do it, too? Yes, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, You know, Titi and I uh, really had to embrace our hair. I just didn't have the time to be able to maintain my hair styled straight like this. Had to embrace the texture. That conversation, I realized that there was a desire, there was a need, but many of us just didn't know how to do it. Um, always good at hair. I quickly became an expert in curls, kinks, and waves. And as I was, you know, feeling my way through the process, the discovery was is that, wow, our hair is really, it's fantastic. Our hair is very elastic, it's very versatile, it does anything we want it to do, and it snaps back. And, you know, one of the things that Titi and I did in our business was the unthinkable, and we shared information. And anyone who's a stylist or who's a salon owner knows that the name of that game is don't tell your customers anything, don't tell your Mm -hmm. clients anything, because you want that visit, that every two-week visit. You want your clients to really be dependent on you. But our discovery at bath time and our discovery in our salon in Brooklyn and and, and in our Bedford-Stuyvesant Brownstone was that this discovery was just too big to keep 
a secret. Yeah. When I was growing up, I watched my Japanese mother with her straight hair running around our house. I wanted to emulate her, but I believe that I would have had a better relationship with my hair had there been knowledge, had there been how-tos, had there been the products to support it. And I thought that if my hair can do all these things, then there's so many women who have curls, kinks, you know, waves that just need a little bit of attention, need a little bit of care. So it was for that reason that we shared our secrets. Nice. So I remember being in Brooklyn, natural hair, curly hair, afro, sometimes it was kinky, and I remember coming across Miss Jessie's, and I'm like, wait, wait, what is this? Where'd you see it? I I feel like I've seen it in Ricky's, maybe? I remember seeing it in Ricky's, and I remember I heard about the salon. Yes. So I'm like, where's this magical salon that I can go to where someone can deal with my hair, black girl curly hair, and sometimes I would go to a salons and they'd be like, mm. mm-hmm. and if I went to the Dominican salon, they would just blow dry it. Yeah. So when I discovered Miss Jessie's, I'm like, wait. <laughs> This is amazing. And then when I found out that the the founders and the CEOs were black women, I'm like, okay, support black business. Yeah. But I think for me, which was really magical, when I seen you guys in Target. Yeah. Talk about when you guys got the news when you guys were going to be placed in Target. Akia, if I could just, you know, just focus yeah. on something that you said, which is so important. You know, for many of us uh, growing up, including myself and T.D., we just didn't know what we had, you know. So T.D. and I did the unthinkable. Not only did we share information, but we were marketing to a market that didn't exist. Yep. Many of us were perming our hair, like you said. Many of us were at the Dominicans. Many of us really straightened our hair to perfection. But, you know, in terms of understanding that we have curly hair was a new discovery. So it was that that was like this huge, big thing. So what happened? You know, we we gotten a call from a third party who invited us to meet Target. And at that time in 2009, we had gotten a few calls. Some of them were good. Some of them were not good. And that person who called didn't have Target.com at the end of their, their, their email. So we just blew it off. But they were persistent. They called us. And my sister, Titi, who knew a little bit of everything, because she was just that kind of person, <laughs> she asked the person on the phone, she said, well, where is this meeting being held? And they said it's going to be in Minneapolis. And Titi, according to Titi, she said, anyone who knows anything about Target knows that their headquarters is located in Minneapolis. So she said, I think this is it. I think this is it. <laughs> So we purchased the most expensive uh, plane ticket, got on the a plane. Uh, we, you know, meet. We met with around ten executives from Target, and we were ready to pitch. We were ready to tell them how great Miss Jessie's is. And someone interrupted us, and she says, "I know exactly who you are, and we'll order everything." Wow. So, you know, Kia with a handshake and with no lawyers, <laughs> we signed every single thing, and uh, we were now in Target. So by the time you saw us, uh, we were rookies. You know, although we were expert in, in mixing curly pudding and experts, you know, in curls, kinks, and ways, we were just um, introduced to this larger and, 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 and unknown business to us, you know, in dealing with retail. So that was a whole new set of, 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 of education for us. Yeah, it, w- it was amazing, especially for me, because I remember, like we were saying earlier, you know, we didn't have a whole aisle of natural hair care products. We had like maybe one little section, and they called it like the ethnic section. <laughs> and yeah. they didn't, they had all the products mixed in. So I remember going to Ricky's and seeing Miss Jessie's, but I remember going to Target and saying, okay, 
we have we like I'm you and TT sister. We have arrived. Yeah, and I think many many of us, you know, above and beyond TT and I, felt like we arrived because, mm-hmm. like you said, for so many years, you know, the the offerings and the section that they house products that were marketed to us was often dusty, no lights, you know, nothing glamorous, nothing alluring. But I think you know, with businesses like with Miss Jessie's, um, who put a price tag on a product that did what it said it was going to do was really important for this customer. And although TT and I didn't understand the reasons why Target called us when they called us, we were just excited to be there. And looking back, we realized that, you know, it's business. And, you know, believe it or not, the power, you know, that we have with our dollar is tremendous. Yeah. Relaxer sales were down around 30%, and that was significant enough for, I imagine, the targets of the world um, to do their research and find out why this is happening. Many women put relaxers down to discover their natural hair. And not only when you're in Target, if you bought a jar of Miss Jessie's at $22, $15, or $10, you're in that store, and the chances that you would buy something else to really build that basket um, is is high, and it's up there. So, you know, it was business, and we learned, you know, the power of our dollar. And I think as we, you know, more of us are into business and getting into business, we're understanding more of the wise things are happening, you know, in addition to being excited for the the invitation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think one thing really smart that you guys did was the marketing. I remember being in New York and I would go to so many different events and we would get a bag of Miss Jessie's or I would go to a brunch and it would be a bag of Miss Jessie's free samples. And I'm like, yo, I remember saying to my friend, I'm like, these girls are so smart. And I remember I would be with my friends who weren't natural yet and they were afraid to go natural. And they're like, well, what is this? I'm like, oh guys, this is a new product that I'm using. It's Miss Jessie. So I've always wanted to tell you that the marketing was amazing because any place I went in Brooklyn there was Miss Jessie's. Yeah. How did that how did the marketing plan come to um to play? Yeah, so it's a few things that that go into that decision making and first of all, Miss Jessie's, we wouldn't be in a position to uh donate and to, you know, provide, you know, and have presence in in those in those um events that you attended without the support that you gave us. You know, it's a way for us to say thank you, but it's also a way for us to uh, introduce you to product without you having to think about, do I need to spend or do I need to buy it? It's really just um, a loving way for you to try it, and if you like it, which, you know, TT and I think that there's a great chance that you'll like Miss Jessie's because it's so great and we yes. made it. Um, we, we, we believe that uh, and we have confidence in the product that if you try it, you'll like it. And I think the good news is that many of you have and, um, you know, and so on and so on. And that's how we're able to stay relevant in a combination of us making quality products that work, but also showing up in, at the events where you're feeling good and when you, you know, things that are memorable to you. So... It worked. <laughs> Every place I went, I was like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing things. Like, if I went to, like, Cocktails with Claire, I would see Miss Jessie's just everywhere. Yeah. So that's one thing I've always, I'm like, if I ever met Miko, I would always tell her the marketing thank you. Because you're right, because sometimes you're not sure, like, if this product works, yeah. I don't know if I want to buy it. So for you guys to give us the samples yeah. and for it to work, yeah. we're, we're supporting. Um, one thing I love, you are a businesswoman, you're an entrepreneur, and you are an author. Yes. Um, you have a book, uh, Miss Jessie's Creating a Successful business from scratch naturally. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the book. Um, What made you want to write this book? Where did that idea come from? Yeah. So, you know, Miss uh, Miss Jessie's Creating a Successful Business from Scratch Naturally is my favorite book in the world. And it's very, very special in that Titi and I uh, had a chance to write it before she passed away in 2014. 
and my sister and I had lunch in New York and uh, we were still busy in our business making product, figuring out what the next product will be. But Titi pointed out to me that we're influencers. Um, it was new news to yeah. me because we were still busy in our business building it. She says, you know, Mika, we're influencers and many uh, women, primarily women, but many people had uh, made the choice to go natural, you know, from our direction. And she thought that our work wasn't done. I was like, what are you talking about? We're so busy. We're tired. We're coming up with new stuff. And she was like, well, yeah, and we're going to keep doing that. But she felt like, you know, the same way in, 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 same way in which we shared information, we needed to share more information. And I was like, well, what is it? And she said, well, you know, we are uh, we're influencers, but we're also businesswomen. We're business people. We created mm -hmm. a business from scratch. And she thought that that story in itself was an important story. And uh, after we talked, I understood exactly what she meant. And not only did we want to see more natural people, you know, and I see so many of us in, in, in L.A., in New York, in the yes. media, but we wanted to see more people in business, more people who look like us, who had a similar experience as we experienced in this country, more of us in business, and we felt like if we shared our story, not only the good parts, but the real parts and the failures and what it really takes to be in business, we felt like we would see more people uh, try their hand at being their own boss, and I think so far, so good. Yes. I remember yes. when I first seen the books on shelves, I'm like, yes! <laughs> Love them! <laughs> um, yes. For those who haven't read the book, and they should get the book, what's a takeaway that you want the audience uh, to come away with with this book? Uh, through our transparency and through our honest approach, uh, and, and, and narration on our business, you know, the message is if, if we can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. And it's a simple message, but it's a real message because many people don't know how to get it popping when it comes to, well, how do I get into business? And sometimes when you read someone else's story and you say, well, damn, I have a grandmother just like her, or I'm good at hair too, or I'm a good caretaker, or, you know, and so on. There's so many Titi Amicos out here. It's not just unique to us. And uh, we felt like with that inspiration and with that story sharing that we would see other people in business. Nice. So we've yeah. been talking about your beautiful sister, Titi, and she's no longer with us. But one thing I love, well, before she passed, one thing I loved is you can feel the sisterly bond yeah. between you two because I'd seen you guys everywhere together. Yeah. And I used to always say, wow, they look like the sisters that get along, love working with each other, and it's amazing. And one thing I love is you've carried her legacy on and you've we, you speak of TT and TT still everywhere where Miss Jessie's is. Mm -hmm. Speak a little bit about her legacy and what's something you want people to know about your sister that maybe we don't know. Yeah, so you know, TT is she's just everywhere. You know, when you're looking at me, you're looking at TT. Mm -hmm. uh, TT. I would say she raised me. You know, she raised me in so many ways. Uh, Titi was my big sister. She was my protector. Uh, she was so smart. She was so pretty. Uh, she was such a, a loving person. And I was, I'm just so fortunate to have had the experience to spend over four decades with her on this planet. Uh, although she's not here in the physical, she's here in spirit. And, um, you know, her fingerprint is, is everywhere, you know, uh, whether it's in a bottle of uh, a, a tube of uh, pillow soft curls. Or Which is my favorite, with, by the way. <laughs> or in a jar of curly pudding, you know, you could feel her intention. You could feel her genius. And, um, you know, and it lives on. Her legacy is extremely important to me. And, you know, 
in her passing, it was really important that I uh, keep my mental state of mind yeah. intact and really uh, carry on all the hard work that she put forth, not only in our business, but in me, because, you know, I'm still raising my son and I'm still caring for our family and um, just didn't want all her hard work to go to to go to waste. So, um, hey, shout out to Titi. I love you and I uh, feel you out here in L.A. with me. Um, you know, it's just good to have known her and good to have experienced life with her. So, yeah. I'm happy. And you're doing an amazing job. And you. you're out here and you're hustling. And Miss Jessie's is still here. And we still see Miko and TT. And that's something that I've always loved about the brand. Yeah. Because it felt like a family brand. And knowing that Miss Jessie's was your grandmother and you and Miko, and I read that um, you, you looked up to your father because he was an entrepreneur. Yeah. So I just always can tell that you guys had like a great family bond. So that's something I've always wanted to... We do. And, you know, in transparency and family and business is that, you know, one of the most challenging things you could ever do is go into business with your family. T.D. and I had a really good head start in that we were sisters and we were latchkey kids. So we had this big sister, little sister dynamic already in play that really served us, you know, well in our business. But as you know, with sisters, you know, sometimes you don't get along. And when family businesses, sometimes that yeah. doesn't always work. But love is the message and mm -hmm. love is the key. And love was the driving force in our business. So there was nothing that we couldn't figure out. So, um, you know, I encourage family businesses. Yeah. And if you have a trust factor there, try your hand at it. If it doesn't work, then you can always do something else. Right. At least you can say you tried it. That's I could feel the love from YouTube. <laughs> and the fact that you guys would wear your hair out and curly and natural yeah. and TT was blonde and you had the dark hair. <laughs> that's really amazing. And I think that's a great thing to see because not only were you guys selling us a product, we can see you guys with the natural hair. So I always thought that was beautiful. So, yeah. I'm so glad you received that because when yeah. I was growing up, I saw so many beauty products that were marketed to us, but I never saw a face, and I wasn't always sure that the makers of the product had the same experience with their hair yeah. as me. It, w it probably wouldn't be uncommon if maybe some white man or some yeah. Indian person <laughs> or, you know, and shout out to white men and Indian people. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I wasn't sure that the makers of the products that were marketed to me were made from someone who had the same experience as I did. So when it came time for TJ and I to speak to our customer, you know, it was too prong you know we didn't have the money to pay for you know big campaigns with you know top models um, and we also thought it was really important for the customer like you to see mm -hmm. who is behind this and where we're coming from and to see our hair although I'm wearing my hair you know straight style today you know what the possibilities yep. are and sometimes I'll wear my hair in braids like you and sometimes in its natural state but as we know our hair is our accessory and we can do whatever we want with it whether we're natural right. whether we're straight it's ours and we're we're just a creative group and yeah. We, we adorn and do all the things we want to do. That's right. You hear that, men? We can do whatever we want with our hair. <laughs> That's we can wear right. a wig, a weave, bald. braids, bald, curls. We can flat iron it. It doesn't mean that we don't love ourselves, right. but we have the right to... I just feel like black women, we're just so magical, and our hair, it's just... A piece of art, so it is, and yeah. we're so expressive. I mean, you know, as a people, we're so talented in so many ways. You know, we adorn ourselves. You know, we smell good, we yeah. look good. You know, we're so regal, so it's not uncommon for us to, you know, want to switch it up. So, shout out to all the people who like to experiment with the hair, whether yes. it be braid, straight, or natural. That's right. Well, speaking on experiment, we're going to do an Ask Miko segment. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I put up a poll yesterday, and I told people that I was going to be chatting with you. So all the girls were like, "Yes." Ask Ask her this, ask her this. So we just have a few like fan questions and some questions and I guess like hair advice as well. Okay. Um, let's see. Miko, what are some good tips that you can give women who want to start natural but they're afraid to? 
You know, transitioning is, is, is very challenging. I have to admit that. The honesty there is really important when you're embarking in natural hair. But, you know, I really recommend temporary styling. You know, um, there's, there's wonder, it's a wonderful experience to put a sewing weave or put braids in your hair. And if you keep it in long enough, you'd be surprised how much new growth you have. By the time you know it, you'll have more new growth than you'll have relaxed ends. So when you want to make the move to experiment and experience your natural hair, you have a lot to work with. That's one way to do it. Other women are really bold, Kia. They will do a big chop. They'll <laughs> shave it off. In New York, we call it a Caesar. They'll yep. shave it all down. You know, and they'll just, they'll get at it. They'll get to it. You know, I always love that because you can really see how beautiful we are. You know, our collarbone, our bone structure, it's all there. But for the woman who is really, you know, she's not sure, I would I would recommend that she experiment with maybe protective styling or she can do a spiral rod set. You know, that's a way for you to make two textures you know, that are dissimilar, make it similar by doing a spiral rod set. And, um, you know, just experiment with more texture. And some of us like how we look, yeah. and some of us don't. Yeah. You know, and I just want to just put that out there. You know, we all don't look good in all styles, so you just have to experiment to see what looks good on you. Yeah, and it's fun. I've definitely experimented. I did the big chop like five times. You like it? I did. I did it um, in 2015 recently because my curl texture was gone because I've colored my hair a lot. Yes. And... Because the way my texture hair was, my family's like, why do you keep cutting your hair? You have that curly hair. I'm like, it's just hair, y'all. It's going to grow back. Yes. Cut it all off in 2015, and it grew back stronger, and my hair is curlier now. So I've cut my hair a lot. Wow. I've done a lot of experiments, and I've done the big chop. I've transitioned from... Um, relaxers to natural. So Miss Jessie's came out and the curly pudding came out. I was like, okay, we're here. We're, yes. we're lit. So yes, yes. <laughs> let's see. Uh, fan question. What's the best way to combat fit, frizz and brittle hair um, with multi? I wonder what she meant by that. Yeah, she means multicultural curls. Okay, there and you go. <laughs> see? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she was and 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 so wonderful. Uh, multicultural curls, you know, we're living in a multicultural world. You know, when Titi and I were growing up, you know, we were the only Titi and Mikos running around with a black father and a Japanese mother in Jamaica Queens. But now it's different. You know, it's not uncommon to see the Titi and Mikos of the world, and many people are mixing, and they're blending, and they're matching, and you know, the result of it are the children. You know, yeah. and you know, the woman from Sweden, she may not know how to do her kids' hair when you know her husband husband is African, you know, right. uh, from, you know, Somalia, and so on and so forth. So, you know, all people need solutions. A multicultural curls, that's what she's talking about, okay. is a wonderful product. It has a lotion-like uh, consistency, and it blends many textures that are dissimilar to make them similar. You know, what's really nice about it is it doesn't have a hard, crunchy feel, and you can put more or less and really control the look of it. So, you know, to answer your question, in terms of frizz, in terms of dissimilar textures... Just put that multicultural curls on, and it will smooth you out, and it'll make everything, you know, where everything is looking kind of like it's blended, and it's nice. So. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, let's see. Um, what advice would you give... What hair advice would you give to women in the wintertime? Because, you know, the climate's changing. It's cold. Sometimes our hair is a little bit drier. What products or what, I guess solutions would you tell us to do for the winter? You know, so New York comes to mind because I've spent over four decades in New York and winter in New York can be extremely cold. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a big fan as you know, Kia, I'm not a big fan of wetting hair yeah. in the winter time. I'm really scared of getting sick. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm more, um, you know, I would recommend like a double strand twist and really focus on moisture. And with, you know, products like Miss Jessie's baby buttercream or, you know, curly buttercream, you can do those double 
strand twist, get your style, keep your hair dry, keep your hair not wet, but also keep it moisturized because Miss Jessie's uh, butter, uh, butter creams, they're so decadent, they're so rich, they're going to really give you the moisture that you need where many of us, you know, we have the radiators, we have right. the forest air, so not only is it drying our hair, it's drying our face mm -hmm. out, so at least with our <laughs> hair and our scalp, we'll know that we're getting the moisture and also we're getting the look too. Nice. Yeah. Okay, let's see. What advice would you give to women or men? We're not hating on the guys here, but we're going to say women because it's two women up here. Yes. What advice would you give to women who want to start their own business? You know, because we're living in an internet age and because there's just so much information available, I recommend that you definitely do your research, you talk to whoever you need to talk to, but I really find a lot of value in the doing of it. You know, if you start your own business, you know, whether you succeed, because there's a good chance you can succeed, but also whether you fail, there's so much wisdom in both of those different experiences. So if you do that early on, you'll know exactly what to avoid the next time around. I didn't go to business school in order Titi, um, but I can honestly tell you that we wouldn't be the Miss Jessies we are today had we learned in a conventional, mm -hmm. you know, way in how to approach business. I honestly think I might have been scared if I saw the long laundry list of things that you need to do in order to be qualified, where in the doing of it, you're able to learn firsthand what it's like to do something that's not right. You'll know exactly what not to do the next time you get back on the horse and go try again. So I encourage you to just yeah. do it. <laughs> just do it, guys. Don't be afraid because, you know, fear is something that holds a lot of people back. So, yeah. And you're the perfect person, I think, for that because you're an entrepreneur, CEO, and co-founder. Um, so you guys have some new products out. Yeah. I was on Instagram creeping. <laughs> um, so we have, and you can just tell us a little bit about the products. Yep. We have Honey Curls, mm -hmm. Curl So Fresh, Gloss So Good. I love the names. <laughs> Mafura Hair Oil and Hold Me down. Oh my God. <laughs> so, uh, Honey Curls. Honey Curls. Miss Jessie's is actually known for our stylers. We're yeah. first to market with products that just really um, are transformative. Um, so Honey Curls is a wonderful product. It's an addition to all of our offerings. We, we've aimed to create a solution for any, whether you're curly, kinky, or wavy. Honey Curls is a product for any uh, hair tight with texture. It's so spreadably smooth and soft. Um, but, you know, many people who uh, want to wear their hair natural, they like natural ingredients in their products. Right. So Honey is uh, uh, the product, the ingredient that's creating the whole factor. And it's not too hard, it's not too soft, it's just right, so smooth, and it smells so good. Yes. And then there's Hold Me Down. You know, Hold Me Down does exactly what it says it's going to do, and for us, we don't like to play around with our edges, mm -hmm. we don't like to play with our hair. If we're going to commit <laughs> to going natural, we want to make sure it looks right. Our edges are real important, so we want a product that's not going to be crunchy, that's going to be able to move when we blend up comb our toothbrushes. <laughs> I still toothbrush. I still, because you know the braids, you gotta, you yeah. gotta toothbrush it down. Yeah, you know, your, your baby hair has to, you know, your toothbrush has to slide, glide through. Uh, so Hold Me Down is such a wonderful product for that. We wouldn't uh, name it Hold Me Down if it didn't perform, so Hold Me Down is gonna hold you down. Nice. Uh, there's uh, Curl So Fresh. You know, many people uh, go into natural hair with the misconception that it's easy, that it's quick. For some of us it is. For some of us, for us it's not and it requires probably more work than we expected so we like to put a lot of work on the front end wash day yes. you know double strand twist day but the second day we're not really trying to put all that work into it so to refresh your hair with curl so fresh it has a lot of oils in it it has a lot of uh, refreshing qualities in it a little bit of whole bring your hair back to life day after second day third day so on curl so fresh 
Then there's also Grow Strong Mephora Hair Oil. And that's a very important product in that we're all focusing a lot on the texture and getting the curl just right, but we really do need to focus on where it all comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, our texture, you know, comes out of our, our scalp, and we need to really nourish that. Drinking a lot of water is, you know, and taking the right vitamins, eating right. But also, you know, once that, you know, we hit the scalp, we want to make sure that that, that scalp is moisturized. One of the wonderful things about Mephora Hair, Grow Strong Mephora Hair Oil, is that not only can you put it in your scalp, it has an easy applicator, but you can also carry it in your bag if you want to just oh. give some sheen. Uh, you got it because everything is all in there. It's all about the ingredients. Last is Gloss So Good. Mm-hmm. Gloss So Good is so good because of all the ingredients. You know, it has avocado oil, primrose oil, you know, just a little bit of everything in there, soybean oil, and so on and so on. And it's the combination of all, the, all that goodness that makes Gloss So Good so good. For us, we're looking for products that work. We don't want it too greasy, but at the same time, we want the moisture. So just spray a little bit on, and a little bit goes a long way. Nice. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys pick up all those products. So what is next for Miss Jessie's and the brand? I feel like, Kia, I feel like I'm, I'm still not finished with hair because, as you know, we like to experiment. You know, we like to do many things. So I still have more work to do in terms of solutions for hair, so more to come. But also, you know... Um, in terms of knowledge, I find that, that, that that's a, a product that, you know, is part of our, you know, wheelhouse now. You know, we have our first book. But, you know, being an entrepreneur, you know, like this journey doesn't just stop there. You know, some of the philosophies that I may have had in our first book may have completely changed, you know, five years later. You know, uh, business has a way of being dynamic. And I believe as an entrepreneur and my desire to be honest and transparent, uh, you know, there, there, there might be some different takes I have on things that I'd like to share share just to keep our reader informed and just, you know, just to let you know it's okay to change uh, and then it's also okay to, to stay the same. But it's a journey and um, I just like people to know a little bit more about us. So working on our second book. Yes. Well, yeah. I'm super excited. I'm excited for you. I love the brand. This has been something that I've been obsessed with since forever. Uh, for those who don't know and maybe still searching, where can they find these products at? Oh, good news is you can find us at MissJessies.com. <laughs> Please support, uh, you know, our, our privately, still privately owned black nice. business. I'm so proud of that. You know, as an entrepreneur, one of the things that um, has become a challenge for many of, of us is not the getting into business. It's the staying in business. Right. Being in business for over three decades has been something that I've become very proud of. And through my challenges and losses, you know, during the journey, it's something that, um, again, I'm really proud of. Uh, but uh, please support our business, Miss Jessie's. But uh, if you're in your local Target, Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, or any beauty supply store, you can certainly find most of our products there. Very nice. You guys heard it. It's Black History Month. Well, Black History Year, yeah. as my friend says. Support black business. It's amazing. Miko, let everyone know where they can find you on social media and find Miss Jessie's at. Uh, you can find me. I'm simply Miko Branch. I'm only on Twitter and Instagram. Not that savvy yet. <laughs> <laughs> on all <good>. platforms, <laughs> but uh, Miss Jessie's, uh, M-I-S-S underscore J-E-S-S-I-E-S on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Nice. You have to come back. Come hang out again because this was an amazing interview and yes. we would love to have you guys come back and sit with us and chat and we can talk more here. Maybe we can do like hair tutorials. Oh my God. We can go on and on. Yes. All day. <laughs> Let's do that. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you to Miko for joining us. This is Black Hollywood Live uh, Conversations. Make sure you follow and subscribe all channels, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, and now we're on uh, 
Spotify. That's right, we're now on Spotify. Thanks again, you guys. You can follow me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom. And we'll see you guys later. Bye. Thank you again. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in.